song <laughs> that was a great theme <laughs> song uh let's listen to it again just kidding i uh. gotta show it <laughs> uh hello and welcome to love drunk i am charlotte rose i am your host and uh we have with us this is very exciting love of my life natalie Patton. hi if you recognize natalie's amazing voice it might be because you just listened to our theme song just a moment ago yes i did create such a theme song mm-hmm she created a theme song, and we listened to the music. You showed me the music first, yes. and then I loved it already, and then you said that you had written lyrics. I was I was nervous about the lyrics, because they're not on brand with what I usually write, because I usually write, like, moody singer-songwriter pop, mm-hmm. and so I wrote a kitschy, like, jingle for this podcast, and I was like, they're dumb. They're not good. And so I sang them very embarrassedly to Charlotte, and she ended up like She shut them. the door, she made sure no one else could hear us, and I fell in love. Mm. And also, fun fact, let's just go ahead and get this out in the open. Uh, the reason the lyrics tumbling down the stairs are a part of the theme song is because days prior to her writing that, I got drunk and fell down the stairs. For love. For love. <laughs> Honestly, it's all about love. Uh, so here at Love Drunk, we let the guests pick the poison and anything is on the table except for... Gin. That's right. <laughs> we do not drink gin here on Love Junk. If you want to drink gin on a podcast, then start your own podcast. <laughs> but not with this theme. You should get drunk and talk about, like, hate Yes. Ooh, hate drunk. <laughs> that's, a, that's a spinoff. Uh-huh. Um, so today we're drinking um, a beer that I really like that was introduced to us by our friend Ross Clark. Um, it's called Kirin Ichiban. And from the bottle, it says, Kirin Ichiban is one of the world's most unique premium beers. The Ichiban Shibori process uses only the most flavorful portion of the finest ingredients. It's 100% malt. It's 100% malt, which maybe is why it doesn't hurt my stomach very bad. I'm, I've got a really sensitive tummy, so choosing an alcohol was very nerve-wracking mm-hmm. for me. Because I was like, I could be fun, like chance, and choose <laughs> a liquor. Or I could be boring and pro waistline expanding mm-hmm. and get a beer yeah. so i chose beer and so we chose to drink more be- we're just gonna drink more beers yes we have procured two six packs two 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 six packs <laughs> uh so we're gonna see we're gonna see where this night takes us yeah tell them how far in we are uh we're about a drink and a half in each and then we have um we have more chilling chilling downstairs sure do natalie you already know all of my love stories. All of them. I've pretty, I'm pretty sure I've told you. You've experienced Every single most one. Of them. There's not a name on her secret code list that I've not heard before. You, I want to point out, you didn't write a nickname for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to say what it is. But for example, Charlotte wrote, if the name was James, she just wrote James. Codename James. <laughs> This is why you always set up the podcast before you start drinking. Um, uh, I can't even remember. Oh, I know what it was. It's because the first two letters are the same. Oh, okay. There aren't a lot of... It's a unique... Na- not a unique name, but... Honestly, good catch on my part. That could have been bad. <laughs> yeah, that could have been really um, bad. I have chosen to opt out of the nickname process yeah. because I have a very small list of people I could mm-hmm. even speak about. I think... <laughs> I may like remember some previous incidents, but I if 
if I'm going to speak about somebody whose name I don't want to use, I'll say like, oh, Charlotte, you remember Mm -hmm. this ex from this time. And so she'll know, which is just as good as a nickname in my opinion. Yeah. The cops are coming for me. Oh, no. I don't know if you can hear the cops, but they're they're around. Oh, we never told Aaron that we had started recording. Uh, My boyfriend. Ooh, spoiler alert. I have a boyfriend. He lives with us. He lives with us. Uh, He is in the next room playing League of Legends with his little clicky laptop. So... I don't think we'll be able to hear him. I know occasionally he'll say something like, hello, or like, like, da, or like some loud thing. Or, so. or got him. <laughs> got him, or like ganked, or it some weird It makes me language. angry because Aaron and I, we are very similar in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I pick up on his vocabulary more quickly than I pick up on anybody else's. It's true. You, uh, Charlotte took a pole dancing class today, like an intro pole dancing class, and she came home talking about it, and the way she was speaking about it was very much Aaron-like. Oh, no. Because she was just like, it was like, oh, it was like crazy. It was like so, like, it was so cool, so cool, like, just like very animated and Aaron like does not have a theater background as Charlotte and I do but you would never know it yeah that's very true (laughs) the way he speaks and behaves in this world what does it say about you that your best friend and your boyfriend are very similar I have done a lot of soul searching (laughs) and realized that I have a type of person I just want surrounding me all the time and Pisces it's Pisces Mm -hmm. I love having Pisces around me so I've been able to realize um I have a lot of Tauruses around me too and Tauruses simultaneously enhance my life and ruin it because I think I realized this the other day and I was actually kind of excited to talk to you about it because Charlotte and I downloaded a uh, astrology podcast with Mm -hmm. our roommate Jordan and it sort of compare it like it's like a social media for astrology because you like it's called co-star and you compare your full natal chart with someone else's and it like basically it's like a cheat code for like this is where you're compatible this is where you're not yeah and I think I realized something about all the tourist friends I have around me is that I deep down want to impress them constantly. Like, like I would say, like, Mitch and Madry specifically, uh-huh. they're very... Oh, they're just cool. They're like, just cool. They're the most cool people without even trying to be cool, and yeah. it makes me angry. Because you see a lot of, and like... And Kevin, too. Oh, yeah. And, and you see a lot of, um, I guess, fake hipsters, and that was always kind of the thing that set them apart for me, was, like, Mitch, Madry, and Kevin always just had their own unique style, and mm-hmm. it was never really with the trends or anything, and they just yeah. didn't even have to try to be cool. Something about the fact that all of the Tauruses in my life don't need me <laughs> is one of the most horrible realizations I've had recently where it's like, they're my best friends and I would die for them and they're, I'm pretty sure they'd die for me if convenient. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's not even a burn on anybody specifically. Well, no, just, because, that's like an insecurity. I but I, I agree because, and as someone who is very emotional, you know, Pisces, chalk it up to that if you would like. She cries. But I cry. Uh, I cry always. Um, <laughs> but I feel like every other day I'm sending out a text that's like, I love you and I want you to know that you are so important to me. And like one of my kind of, it's honestly kind of a throwaway at this point where someone says something nice to me and I go, I'm so thankful for you. And I, it's, <laughs> but it's true. I am. If uh-huh. they say something like that kind to me, I'm like, I'm so thankful for you. But that's honestly what makes it more special when people send you, like, when, when, uh, the Tauruses, Mm. you know, come out of the woodwork or whatever and say, hey, I really love you and I care about you a lot. And then you're like, oh my god, that means so much to me. The only exception I would say, I mean, like, every, every Taurus I know is affectionate in their own special way and with, and I think the the fact that they sort of hold it in a bit longer than other people makes getting it even more special. Yes. It's like, oh, I want it mm. so bad. Welcome to Astrology Drunk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is 
to do with love, I think. It does have to do with love. Um, astrology. What was the thing where it was like, love language is astrology for... Christians? For Christians. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's, what, have you already talked about what your love language is? I made a joke about it in, in the last, in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a joke because Chance and I were talking about how we lived for the bit, and I quoted the wonderful Jordan Moranto and said, my love language is bits. So then I mentioned offhandedly, I said, yeah, physical touch is high up there, but bits, <laughs> bits are the true love language. But physical touch is, if we're talking strictly love languages, then it's physical touch and then uh, words of affirmation right after that. Yeah. Mine is certainly quality time, and I think that is the, that has been the biggest deal breaker in any relationship I've mm-hmm. had is like literally availability and like making me a priority. Right. And even, and I've been in a relationship with, uh, my boyfriend now for almost three years, which is crazy. Um, but we've, wow. it's, we're coming up on three years, but at the beginning it was a bit of me learning to ask for what I needed, which mm-hmm. is often just quality time. It's like, yeah. I don't need, I don't need fancy cars or <laughs> diamond rings. <laughs> and you and you and Aaron were in a long distance relationship for part of that. Yeah. So right. how do you like? How did? How was that? That was just nuts. Uh, I laugh Sounds now like when I thi- when I think about how Aaron and I looked at it and went, "We can never do this. How are we going to do this?" Because like when you love someone, it works. Like, and like love is supposed to be easy, and when it's not, it's not worth it. Um, in my experience. But with long distance, though, it was just, like, I remember, I don't think he'd be embarrassed that I say this, but we had a really bad couple of days where we just were so inconsolable. And I was going away for, let me be clear, four months, (laughs) five months, but that would be, like, the longest we've ever been apart. And we were really scared about it, I think. And also, keep in mind, this was when you two were living in the same apartment complex beforehand. Yeah. And so you would see each other, pretty much. Yeah. We got really lucky that we were living a floor away from each other by Mm -hmm. complete accident. Like, his family ended up buying him and his brother uh, an apartment. And my friend Kevin and I (laughs) were, like, looking at apartments. And I was like, we just found one on Longview Street. And he's like, where on Longview Street? (laughs) And so we ended up living a floor apart. So we'd had a semester of school being very, very close to each other. And then having that ripped apart. Uh Um, So we spent like three days just like intermittently fighting and crying and like feeling and fighting just like over little stuff that didn't matter just because we had other stuff on our mind. Yeah, of course. And like the morning, the night before I left, it was just like, we just like both were like crying and like how are we gonna do this and like Mm -hmm. and it's weird because up until like maybe a week before that we not really decided if we were gonna stay together which obviously the answer is stay together it was we just didn't know that was up for debate yeah my i mean like i constantly was afraid to ask for anything for fear the answer being something i was like not ready to hear i was not ready to hear so i was like it's like maybe he and we've been together for like a year and a half at this point and Mm -hmm. i was like it didn't make any sense for us to break up, but I still think I was worried about it. Yeah. And so the next morning, we had just like said our goodbyes. I cried all the drive home, which is not safe. And then I, I would call, I basically, I would call him every night from LA where he was still in Austin. And the time would be not appropriate ever because he had like 
basketball class the next morning at 8 in the morning. Basketball class? Yeah, he took a phys ed class in college, which doesn't make any sense. But he was just like, oh, I like the workout. And I was like, that's insane. <laughs> uh, but So he had class really early in the morning, but he would make, make a point to stay up till like, 1 in the morning. Especially since I was, like, not only in a long-distance relationship, but, like, going through a lot of, like, self-realization with, like, do I want to be an actor still? Mm-hmm. And, like, why am I not good at this like I thought I was? Yeah. And so he, him being there for me and really going the extra mile there was, like, imperative because mm-hmm. I was a lot to I I was a lot to handle for a little while and I was like really having some struggles and like granted I still had a lot of good friends around me yeah it was just like it was it was well that was a misconception yeah. that I had which is that oh all of my friends live in Los Angeles or you know 90% of my best friends live in Los Angeles when I move here it will be very easy mm-hmm. and that is not the case at all <laughs> yeah. so that was I think that that was something that all of us had to discover really but especially you know mm-hmm. while going through so many other factors and yeah. trying to figure your life out and I think realizing how shitty long distance was was the big kicker in getting Aaron to move to LA with me at all mm-hmm. because like I had not a- once again I should learn at some point that, like, not asking him is worse than asking and getting an answer, because the answer is almost always what I want to hear, because I'm lucky, and we're, I'm really lucky in that way, but, like, he came to visit me for spring break in March, which also was, like, his birthday, so we were, like, doing stuff for his birthday, and I, like, looked him in the eyes, and I was like, would you want to move to LA with me? And without missing a beat, Aaron was like, yeah. And I was like, and so, like, (laughs) I've been, like, (laughs) I've been worrying about it for two months. Like, I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm gonna have to move to LA. Will he come with me? Mm-hmm. Will we have to remain long distance for how long? Because I have some friends from high school. One of my best friends from high school, she and her boyfriend have been dating since senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, they've been long distance the entire time since they graduated. They, like, started dating, like, a couple months before we all graduated. And they, for all intents and purposes, I don't really talk to her very much anymore, but mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, they seem very, very happy. And yeah. I, they, he went to... Michigan for school and she stayed in Austin and went to UT and they've been long distance the whole time and occasionally she'll post something like it's really hard and I'm like girl I'm sure it is like I I can't imagine that I can't imagine like I can't imagine that for myself but granted I'm not in their place but I've I've but I thought about it a little more and I was like if I loved if she loves her partner as much as I love Aaron I Mm -hmm. see it making sense and I see it being worth going through but then she like got a job in Texas and he's like in it he's in California for like grad school now Ah. and I'm just like when will it end well that's so funny so my freshman year at UT we all had to do undergraduate studies which was basically a class about a random topic that just taught you how to use the UT library and like write a research (laughs) paper like truly that was such a waste and I remember it was such a big deal because it's like you have to take this your first semester and if you don't take it your first semester then fuck but you gotta take it your second semester and if you don't then I don't know I really I don't know what would have happened to us if we just didn't take that class yeah I think nothing Um, bad would have happened well the good thing for me personally was I took positive psychology and I feel like a lot of those UGS classes were these big lecture classes and I somehow accidentally stumbled upon like a 10 person UGS and we we met in the tower with a little like Room and um and we never got tests or quizzes and she just talked to us she just like it was uh Dom Jan Wendy yeah I had a bad experience with that teacher in a different class that was much bigger and she was really mean to me and so I don't want to <laughs> so I'm traumatized <laughs> she was great to me oh, yeah. she, she, she I thought it was funny I can't imagine what it's like to teach intro classes that must be like the most soul sucking yeah. bullshit well it's also I'm just sort of like I would like walk in five minutes late with some sort of food just being like. 
hey Wendy like I was the I was the worst and she thought that that was charming so I got away with it um Charlotte York the story yeah <laughs> she thought Rose, I was Charlotte charming. Rose I'm how dare sorry. you use my real name I used Chance her god-given name <laughs> my god well, you Charlotte Rose may not even be the one that sticks. Yeah, no, it's not. I actually, well, you just, you're giving away all my secrets. Identity is flexible. Yeah. <laughs> well, then I guess I would have to stay Charlotte Rose for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, on people's IMDb page, it was like, as. build as. Yeah. I don't know. We, I have to, <laughs> ring, please call me Wrinkledink. Dr. <laughs> Wrinkledink is my father. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. I have to become SAG first before I change my name. So. Yeah, guys. And that's just putting like, it out there. Charlotte will be SAG by the end of this year. <gasps> a baby. I'm verbalizing. Put it out into the world. I'm verbalizing my dreams. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. What's it gonna matter? <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Either way. Someone's gonna go back to this one and be like, fuck Natalie, she mm-hmm. was wrong. Anyway, so positive psychology. We really got to talk about whatever we wanted, and if she started talking to us about something we weren't interested in, we could be like, we're not interested in this, and she'd just skip ahead to something else. It was very strange. Um, But she told a story about, we we were talking about love languages, and she told a story that has stuck with me for so long, and I don't know why, but maybe it's just because I don't think that I could ever do this, but she told me a story about two students she had that started dating in college and then went to different states for work. And I think, like, he lived in, uh, like, Texas, and then she lived in, like, New York or something, and they were long distance for, like, a solid 10 years or so. Just visiting each other back and forth because he was, like, he was in the orchestra and she was, like, a journalist or something. And then finally, after 10 years or so, they had done everything career-wise that they wanted to do, and then they were like, all right, we're ready to be together now. And then they just, and then they, like, compromised and moved to Chicago. And now they're together, finally, after ten years. And that always just, I don't know if I could ever do that, but then at the same time, personally, I've never been in love, so I don't know, like, what, like, I don't know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it feels like to care about someone so, so much that you would be willing to do that. Yeah. (laughs) I thought about it when you were telling me that story. I've heard that story before, and I've always found it really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you're saving money buying dates. You can use that for plane <laughs> tickets. Yeah, uh, that's true. So there's, like, ways, I, I think, like, on book, like on paper it could work. Um, I find that fascinating. I also, I'm really attracted to stories about artists making mm-hmm. it work, because they always seem to me, like, the most... Um, unpredictable yeah. lives mm-hmm. so like the fact that two artists can make two unpredictable lives match up with each other has yeah. always been like my sneaky goal like when any of our professors in the theater department were married I was like yes like yeah. that's the way that's how it can happen and then some of them get divorced yeah and, and I had them get divorced I had a pair in high school that got divorced and then a pair in college who got divorced wow being an artist man yeah Do you wanna, not, are you like, looking to date an artist is that something you're I, seeking? You know, it's funny because I, uh, I do really love people who have, I feel like I'd have to date someone who at least had a creative mind in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny, my mom actually dated an engineer for like a little while, like a hot second, and one of the, it was already kind of, 
coming to a close in their relationship. But she and I watched the movie The Words. Have you ever seen that? It's with Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. 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 And it, it did not... I thought it was amazing. And I watched it. And I think that all artists should watch it. And I especially... Like, my mom really identified with it because she's a writer. And um, I, I'm a writer as well. And so it was just so... It's basically a brief synopsis is that Bradley Cooper is a struggling writer. He finds an old manuscript in a briefcase that he buys from a thrift shop. And then he basically claims the story is his own and he gets all this fame and recognition and then someone comes along who might be the author of the story and it's in and it's his relationship with this girl and during all of this and then kind of becoming a struggling art or going from being a struggling artist to being very successful but not by your own merit and it's so interesting kind of a look into you know artistry and what is worth you know, like, how do you compromise yourself in order to make money? And it's this whole big thing. And so <laughs> she she wanted to share it with the guy she was dating. She said, we watched the words. It was so important, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up watching it, and he did not get it at all. And he's like, I think that this is stupid, and, you know, this, that, and the other. And she was so hurt on a personal level. And she kind of made this grand statement, which is hilarious, because, you know, my mom is mom age. She's... <laughs> She's, you know, older, but she said something that reminded me so much of something I would say. And she just goes, if he doesn't get this movie, he doesn't get me. Yeah. And I thought that that was nuts for a grown-ass person to say. Mm -hmm. But, of course, I was there like, yeah, Mom, you tell him. Like, he doesn't deserve you. And I liked this guy well enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, so it's, you know, you kind of, your brain sort of operate in a certain way and I've always kind of been drawn more to creative types because I feel like they understand me better but also that being said uh like the most recent guy I dated Bumble Boy he was a musician and I actually really liked that we were both artists but in different ways Mm -hmm. because there's no sort of competition at all yeah and I feel like in you know I would being straight I would date a man and so we would not be going after the same roles usually but even so it's sort of like a where is your career and where are you in your goals? And I feel like it's always like a little bit of competition and maybe I'm just like a horribly competitive person, but Mm -hmm. that's how I would feel. So I don't know if I would ever date another actor. Um, But I mean, I've been involved with actors in the past, but I I feel like going forward, I don't know if I necessarily would seek out an (laughs) actor, but like I would want someone with a creative brain. Yeah. God forbid Aaron and I should ever break up. I will not be seeking dating actors. Yes. And I am best friends with a bunch of actors and I love them very dearly and I know, and I don't consider myself an actor anymore. Mm -hmm. I am, obviously, you don't know this listener, but I'm transitioning into music. I got an EP coming out Mm -hmm. in the future. So, like, that's been my whole focus and I'm not really... Well, you've always, I mean, you've always been a musician, but Mm -hmm. now you're switching your focus from... To just that. To just that, yeah. Which... Is kind of an interesting thing because I got to go to a festival a couple weeks weeks ago and I met a bunch of musicians and I was like really vibing with them. I was like, mm-hmm. these are some really cool people and I totally can see why musicians date each other. Not easily, but like I can see how quickly it could click. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like with actors, immediately it's just like there's a bit of friction just because it's like, hey, 
we're both struggling a lot. Like, whereas yeah. musicians, it's like, we're creating. Like, I yeah. don't know. It's, there's, like, a different vibe. That's so funny. And, I, yeah, I, like, I, I've dated, like, obviously in high school when you date, like, high school actors at the same time, it's, like, a whole different thing. But, oh, like, God. I, my first boyfriend ever was in, was in, like, high school band, and he was adorable, and I, like, he was, he was overall a great experience, I guess, but, like, he, but he, like, didn't, he was so sweet to come to my plays, which were all bad, and, like, tell me how good I did and like the, it's in my opinion it's better to date someone who can't have a good opinion on what you're doing <laughs> like Aaron they can like, have an opinion but not like a critical I know opinion. and unfortunately the love of my life is a film major who has very like very like seemingly objective opinions about mm-hmm. stuff so it's it's interesting to have him see anything I create because mm-hmm. he's He's really logical and creative at the same time, so it's interesting to have him give feedback on the stuff, because I almost, I'm like, give me the feedback. Never mind, I don't, don't want it. Don't give me the feedback. Don't I don't want it. it. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, he and I are, have, are starting our own podcast about the television show Reba. And we will, we'll promo more in the end. You can promo now, but we will also get to that I'm in sorry, the very end. I shouldn't have said it. No, um, it's fine. It's fine. Promo as much as you want. I just want you to no. know you will not leave this podcast without getting all the promos out that you want. Of course. Um, but, but so I made this like little promo video for it, and I posted it last which night on Twitter. Which amazing. was good. And I show it to him, and he's like, and he's like, this is so good. Um, a note, and I just cut him off, and I go, not seeking notes. <laughs> and he goes, okay, it's great. Take it or leave it. And, and, like, all today I was like, should I ask him what his note was? And the answer was no. <laughs> and so I, like, so I just haven't asked him, and I just, there's, I just, it's learning to be like, hey, mm-hmm. thank you, but no thank you. Yes. I know what I'm, it's not seeking validation. You shouldn't, you shouldn't need to seek validation from the person you're dating. Yes. So high five. <laughs> So I will not insult you by asking you if you believe in love, because obviously. No. I don't. <laughs> She's dead inside. <laughs> she doesn't believe in love. Uh, I Who do believe in love. Aaron? Um, are there more specific questions regarding how I believe in love? I mean, yeah. If you have, uh, did you, did you always believe in love? Were you always like, oh, there's someone out there for me in the future? Uh, I don't believe in soulmates. Okay. I don't think. I think that... There are people in your life who will enter at the right time, and mm-hmm. you will have experiences and either move forward, or that's the one, and like, I, and I, it's not that there's just one, is mm-hmm. that is, I misspoke, but I, it's not that there's just one person, I think there's a ton of different people who would be perfect for someone, but it's, I think, it's just like, I think it's so about timing, yeah. like, it's 100% about timing, like, I met my current boyfriend, and in my opinion, love of my life, mm-hmm. uh, while I was dating someone else, who at the time I thought was, which was my first big serious boyfriend, and yeah. I was like, this is it, I peaked. <laughs> this, even though I'm sad all the time, this relationship is everything this I want. This works. This mm-hmm. works, this is working. And so I met him while I was dating someone else, and I tried to pawn him off on someone, on, on Jordan. I tried to yes. be like, hey Jordan, you should you should date Aaron, he's cute, right? And Jordan's like, I don't, I mean, he's cute, but I don't think so. What are you talking about? And I was like, I was like he's so cute, right? And I would like talk about him to Austin sometimes, like, oh, Aaron did the cutest thing in class today, and Austin would be like, I just... Just go with it. I'm just gonna go with it. it. I don't know, but it... um, My ex-boyfriend's name is Austin. I'll just, like, say that. (laughs) Um, Here we are. Here we are. Um, I mean, he knows who he is, and he he knows... You had a a relationship. How long did y'all date? We dated for nine months, which, which is my longest and most serious relationship so far, and we met in school as well. But yeah, so we dated for nine months. He was my first big serious relationship. He was, um, 
he sort of like ushered me into college a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like obviously I had my own friends and everything, but he was sort of like, this is how you do it. Cause he was like a bit older than me, like yeah. one year older, a couple months older, but like a year older in college yeah. time. But had um, been in college one whole year longer than Yes. You. And so we dated and then I remember like, the, it's so funny the day after we broke up, which is very tumultuous and so heartbreaking. And the day after we broke up, the, you broke up, which uh, that wasn't like that's... a burn. That wasn't a burn. I really wasn't <laughs> trying to burn you. I was wondering which. Um, the day after we broke up the second time, because okay. what happened was we broke up and I was like, I can't live without you. And he was like, let me think about it. And so he thought about it for three days and I was like, you're killing me. Please let me know. And he was like, we'll be together. And I was like, great. And then he was like, psych, never mind. And so... And I just, and I think I was home at that point, and the first time, um, everyone had left for winter break. I feel, I still feel guilty about that to this day, that I was not there for you. It's fine, you played in a very important role in Stop Being Sad Over Him, Natalie, idiot. Yes, and I tried, and you know, imagine me not comforting some, but it, it, so, and I remember, She didn't enable me. Yes. Which is so important. Yes. Because usually I do enable people, Mm -hmm. I feel. Well, actually, no. I, I say, hey, as someone, I understand where you are, and mm. I would totally do the same thing. However, as someone from outside mm. this thing, here is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, and I I knew you two would probably get back together, which is why when you broke up the first time, I, I, I made sure that I said <laughs> over and over, and you probably remember this, I said, you are so good and brave and smart for ending this. I am so proud of you (laughs) for ending this thing that is not working. I am so proud of you for going through this pain to Mm -hmm. move on. Because I thought that that would implant in your brain, like, can't get back together. Because I feel... But that's not just you. I feel like everyone immediate... And I mean, I actually wouldn't know from personal experience (laughs) because I've never been in an actual relationship, but... um, Or I've never been in a serious relationship, let's just Mm -hmm. say that. But, um... But I feel like everyone who is in a serious relationship or a long-term relationship, when it ends, it, you go through that of, did I really, because I think you, you you might feel like you wasted that time, which obviously we know. Mm-hmm. It's never wasted. It's never wasted. It's never. <laughs> I said it's a joke when I said never. Never. Always. <laughs> yeah, it's never a wasted time. Yeah, but um, but I feel like everyone kind of goes through that in the next couple days. They're like, we're going to get back together. And I'm like, don't do it. It's horrible. And it's so yeah. funny because Aaron has a very strict rule mm-hmm. that he says. Because he, Aaron... Uh, has been on the outside of a lot of his friends' relationships in his life, and so, and he's seen them, Yet like, break up. Yet another thing Aaron and I have in common. <sighs> Nerds. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's been on the outside of the relationships, and so his friends have broken up and got back together a million times, and he's seen the heartbreak it caused, so he's mm-hmm. got, like, and what I love about him and what I, you know, in turn love about Charlotte is that she and him both have really hard opinions about things. Yes. And Aaron's really hard opinion is people who break up should never, ever, ever get back together. And over the course of our time together, I will say he said this to me about 20 times where it's like, baby, what's my rule? What's my one rule? And it's couples who that's break up. That's the one rule. Get back together. And in my experience, that's a huge deal to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I remember having like, flashbacks to that when our roommate and best friend got back together with a boyfriend she'd broken up with and I was like that's a bad idea like I was like that's not a good idea I mean despite how much I liked her boyfriend at the time I was like I was like this cannot be good and it was it wasn't because of who they were as people yeah it was truly just because 
we were like, it's a bad idea to break up with someone and then immediately get back yeah, together with I know. them. It's so, it's such a pain in the ass. And mm-hmm. I, and having been through it, it's very much, it's just a reaction to the situation where it's you're a, like, I have lived with a person who is warm next mm-hmm. to me for nine months. How can I go And it's on? also, even, even if we're not talking, ooh, that was like a half burp. Um, <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> Oh, Gotta have the raw. <laughs> it's it's beers. This was gonna happen. It happens with alcohol, but especially with beer. Oh my god. Um, but even with um with non like even with relationships that aren't serious relationships, <laughs> and I say I'm I'm kind of using the term relationship loosely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's you get angry, not angry, but well, yeah, angry sometimes when something doesn't work <laughs> out. And you go, now I gotta go meet a whole new person. Yeah. I gotta learn all these facts. And me, I love learning facts about people. And I store them in yeah. my brain. What and do I do with them? Once what I do have I them? do with them? What do I it's like it's like, like spare parts. Like I, mean, I don't And I like and you do too, but we both have like memories like steel traps. And so oh my God. like and it's been years since Austin and I dated, but I still like know a bunch of stuff about him that mm. is very personal and still matters to me to yeah. some level where it's like just some I'm obviously will not ever repeat them to anybody, oh, yeah. but like out of respect obviously. But it's it's just it it's like what do I do with this information? And I realize it's like you just you just have it. You just and have it's just it something and you, you put don't... on a shelf and yeah. you don't like you don't need it. It's and not... we've talked about this before too, but I felt the same way about um Child Bride because he and I never actually like dated, but for some reason like we shared secrets, I guess. <laughs> but like I know just some really of passion. Oh, gross. Um <laughs> but like I know very personal information that I would never share with anyone else because, you know, it was a time and it was stuff that I heard and, Mm -hmm. but it's very strange to kind of have this information about someone and then now, you know, we're not talking. So it's, it's, it's very, it's a very, very weird, strange thing. And so I think that it's so much easier to revert back to this person instead of trusting that you will find someone. I know. And like, I had a really bad time after I essentially broke up with someone mutually and then got dumped so that's sort of how it ended up happening and it was really unexpected Mm -hmm. and I like happened to also get the flu at the same time so I was home out of college like for I was like out of college for winter break home with the flu only speaking to like my parents and like conversing via text with my best friends and so I felt so alone and I came back to school just so broken, and, like, I had lost, like, 20 pounds because I was, like, depressed, but also because I had the flu, (laughs) and everyone was like, you look great, and I was like, I feel awful, like, I feel terrible, and I came back, and once I came back to Austin, I took a selfie, and I posted it on Instagram, I was like, back in Austin, and Charlotte, weeks later, was like, you have dead eyes in that photo, and (laughs) I was like... (laughs) it's because I, and I I still feel guilty about this, truly, but it's... (laughs) It's because I I know you very well, mm. and no one else would have known that. No, no one else would have seen it, but it made me sad when you posted. <laughs> when you posted it, I looked at you and I was like, "Oh my god, her her eyes! She's got dead eyes. Uh, she's so sad inside." Just the smallest of bad decisions I made after my breakup, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what friends are for, to be like, hey, listen yeah. up, you got crazy eyes, and yeah, it's like, and, and it's got, not personal, it's looking out for you. Him. You made a joke where you were like, 
Charlotte, my social media manager, because you, <laughs> I think, because Natalie and I do this, being best friends, uh, <laughs> but we'll send each other three of uh, very similar photos and say which one should we post on Instagram. Undiscernible to the human eye. <laughs> Truly. But because we know each other, because we're looking at it from a very critical stance, mm-hmm. You know, if I had seen you in person, I would be like, you look beautiful, whatever. But because you're specifically asking which of these three photos that are so similar looks better, (laughs) uh, I'll tell you. But there, while we were apart, so sad, um, I was in Dallas and you were in Houston, you sent me, you would send me pictures and I would be like, post this one, you look like you're having a great time. Yeah, it was truly like, which one of these makes me look like I'm living my best life? Mm-hmm. Because I'm definitely not and I need to look fun just in case he sees it. Like, the, I, oh, the worst thing. Ask me I, about how crazy I am in breakups later. Yes, okay, we will. Some, we'll get to stuff. it. We, we'll get to it. But I just remember during that time, because also that was when I was having, um, I had gum surgery and so I was like bedridden. Uh, just because I was, like, tired and... Rec- and, of course, it's me, so I'm dumb and was, dumb like... Dumb surgery from going too hard on that dick. Hey! Sorry, uh, Charlotte's mom. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast. Good. We have a rule. It's not a rule, but I told her about the podcast, and I was like, if this is gonna make you uncomfortable, like, maybe don't listen to it. And then I was talking to her today, and we're... I'll just be real. We're, we're, I'm kind of putting some podcasts in the vault and then mm-hmm. we'll kind of release them. Yeah. But, uh, but she saw, she followed the Love Drunk Instagram. Follow us at, uh, follow me at, at Love Drunk Pod. But and she saw the Instagram. me. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and she saw the Instagram of Chance and me and she said, did you do your podcast? And I said, oh, well, I recorded it, but I haven't posted it yet. And she goes, oh, well, I wasn't going to listen because you told me not to listen. And I said, I didn't tell you not to listen. I'm just saying you might hear some things that you might not be happy with. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't care if my mom listened to a podcast about me talking about love and sex, but also Good, like, because Karen follows at Love Drunk Pod, as I, you should, she, audience. She heard that Aaron and I were planning on doing a podcast and went and found him on SoundCloud on a, as a guest on his other friend's podcast and That's... listened to it because she's involved. <laughs> Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Um, but yeah, what was it? We were... Your gum oh, surgery. Oh, yeah, my gum surgery. So I was, like, pretty much bedridden uh, because I went into it being like, it's just my gums. It's not a big deal. But it's, like, surgery and your body's recovering and healing itself so you're tired all the time. And it's yeah. just like, meh. Um, but... So I would be, like, I was bedridden messaging you. And I think this was the same time you had the flu. So you were, like, not I, doing well either. I... And- I literally, I couldn't sleep in my own bed at home because, um, Austin had stayed with me a couple of times and hung out with me in that room, and it was, like, too, too Uh much. Even though he'd only been there twice, my mom was like, you grew up here, and I was like, still. (laughs) Like, so I was sleeping on the couch in my living room. And you would just text me, and, or Facebook Messenger at that time, and you would just say, I would ask you how you're feeling, and so often you would just be like, I'm just sad today. (laughs) And it hurt me so badly that I couldn't help in any way besides just saying like you gotta you gotta stop yeah i Don't really do leaned, that i really leaned on you kevin and jordan so much on in that time which is mm-hmm. like so which is like it says a lot that you three are still my three best friends and will be my bride's people in my wedding wait that actually brings up a question that i did have for you and we can uh. get back to this but um are you getting married and can i come <laughs> is this going to be your yes. uh, recurring bit? Uh-huh. Um, I know that Aaron and I have thrown around very casually the idea that someday we will be married at some point, which Good. is very nebulous. 
Um, we even talked about Patrick Shaw officiating it yesterday. He's gotta. Uh, Patrick Shaw was the teacher of the class that Natalie and Aaron met. And he in. truly brought us together and has he been did. psyched about us dating since then. Um, it would be cool to marry Aaron, but uh, whoever I marry, you will be there and you will be likely, if I can afford it, uh, one of the bridesmaids. Of course. Nice. Per- perhaps even maid of honor, as I am an only child. Well, I was a, I was drunk at a wedding this last summer, and uh, I texted you, and I said something about you being my maid of honor, and you were like, "Are you actually? Are you serious? Yeah. Are you? Yeah, you got it. You'll play. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. No, I'm very detail oriented, so mm-hmm. I feel as though I can plan some shindigs. But that's what I'm saying because I mean, you know, like, and I have a sister, and usually people are like, "Oh, I have a sister, so they're my maid of honor." But mm-hmm. my sister and I have also talked before. It's just like <laughs> you don't have. I don't have to be your maid of honor. <laughs> and I was like, "Cool," because you get you get really stressed out in these situations, and I feel like I don't want to put that on you. I had a similar discussion with Jordan because Jordan was like, "Hey, just so you know, you can have Charlotte be your maid of honor. She want she would want it more than I do." <laughs> And Jordan is not biologically related to me, but First still. of all, true. <laughs> Second of all, I appreciate that. Honestly, if it ever came down to, like, you versus Jordan as maid of honor, I would panic and pick Kevin. <laughs> so the fact that Jordan gave me that out well, immediately makes you. Well, that's funny. So I want, um, obviously this is all just in the future mm. and we'll figure it out later. Um, I oh, just... yeah, I'm not getting married for, like years. Yeah, so we don't know exactly how it's going to pan out, but, um, and the same with me, uh, I do want to do, like, a co-ed bridal party, but only if the person I marry has... Because it's got to... It can be big, and it can be co-ed, but it's got to be even numbers. Like, if I have... It can't be all men on one side, and then, like, men and women on the other side. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he better have some lady friends... Because that's also, that would be a concern. Why, why would you date a dude who doesn't have who any doesn't lady have friends? Who doesn't have any lady friends? That's like kind of a red flag-ish. Um, Find that out when you meet someone. Just be like, hey, what is the gender also, makeup Also, real of your quick, uh, how many lady friends you got? <laughs> Just wondering. You know, but that also brings up uh, a codename I don't think we've we've mentioned yet, but um, Derek. When, when Derek was... A person in my life that I liked and had a crush on. Um, uh, side note, I did not remember who this person was. So, obviously, like, when Charlotte was showing me the code name, so I had to get re- uh-huh. re-ready Re-acquainted. for Because well, I also have a full list of anyone I would talk about, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna come up, mm-hmm. but just because just cause you were like, hey, I'm putting everything out there. I'm just saying the names. Just That's saying the, the whole names. Um, the beer does that to you. Beer does. I've only talked about two people so far. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. Okay. Um, but anyway, so after after uh, Derek was a person that I, I was getting over Derek. It was the, the getting over process of Derek. And okay, he such clean place. A, oh my god, that is the one song that I super associate with him, you even get, to this day. You were getting over Derek right around the same time I was getting over Austin, so yeah. I, remember, I remember us just, like, feeling the song. Oh my god, 1989 got us through some shit, oh truly. I Every time I listen to Clean, I can so clearly picture walking from our apartment complex, Crest of Pearl, mm-hmm to campus with the the fierce wind just like biting me just like <laughs> in my face just like so covered in like jackets and like layers of clothing just listening to this song on repeat over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. um and I still and I fucking love that song and it didn't really ruin it for me but every time I hear it I can kind of like picture that again I, I, I remember where I was at that moment I remember when I think of that song I remember going to 
lost though with that song. I'm not gonna go into things. Uh, But what I was saying was he his best friend who was a lady, mm-hmm. showed up. So he and his best friend showed up to a party that neither of them were invited to. It was our... Classic for bad exes. Yeah. They they just... Uh, and then he did that again. He showed up to my graduation party. And that was years later when I had not spoken to him in in many moons. <laughs> and he just showed up and it was like... Uh, I'll tell this story first and then I'll tell the graduation story. But mm. um, his best girlfriend showed up and she and I were talking we were getting along very well and then Mm -hmm. she just goes I think you're really cool and that's saying a lot because I usually don't get along with other women and that was like that was such a weird crazy thing that's the most honestly that's the one number one thing I don't understand and like we Charlotte and I have a very close friend who in her experience had mostly male friends like in high Mm -hmm. school and stuff like that now that's definitely not the case but Uh like I don't understand that at all I was constantly surrounded by like a strong girl group yes and like only recently did I start to see men as like multi-dimensional human (laughs) beings because I was so surrounded by women constantly that I was like men are the adversary yeah (laughs) and I think that it was very like I was very uh women friend oriented in high school and then once I got to college it was more like oh we're not on the same side okay cool yeah I know it 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 took me a lot a long time to figure out that like (laughs) this almost sounds what's the opposite of misogynistic oh 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 um androgyny wait no no androgyny is that's (laughs) no no oh three person Shit, I know Miss, this. Misandry. Misandry, yeah. Okay, so misandry. So it almost felt like misandry because I was like, oh, boys can hang around me that I don't have a crush on. <laughs> well, it's so funny. I actually went out with a group of girlfriends um, last night, and one of them, it was hilarious, and she and I sort of felt the same way, and then I kind of examined this feeling later because one of our girlfriends wanted to hang out with this group of guys, and... We were sort of like, who does she have a crush on? We're like, which is the one that she li- like? Why does she want to spend time with these boys? And and the friend who brought that up was like, don't get me wrong, they're like fine, like the boys are fine, but mm-hmm. like, why would she want to spend this much time with boys unless she had a crush on one of them? And so, but then I kind of examined that and I was like, that is so messed up yeah, that we think that. A, truly, I I said this to Aaron the other day. I said I honestly didn't. Fully, it didn't click in my brain that men are fully, are just full humans with so much multifaceted, <laughs> multifacetedness? Uh-huh. Mul- I don't know how to say that. Whatever. Especially three bears in. Kill I'm feeling three, it. Three um, but <laughs> men are so, they just have dimensions to them. And I didn't realize that until like, I'm not kidding, like a year into dating the boy I love. Like, mm. the man I love. Let me say. Yeah. My mom hates when I call Aaron a boy. She's just like, why do you infantilize him that way? And I'm like, no, it's just a cute way to say. But like, I, and even more so, it clicked further when I saw Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, oh, I get they it. They have their like, own oh. history. And I think that that's, as someone who has never been in a relationship, the thing that weirds me out the most about relationships, because mm-hmm. I have my own experience. My own experience is a lot. I've gone through many, many things. Uh-huh. Um, and then you are just in a relationship with someone, and they've gone through all of their things, and you have to deal with that. And yeah. they like, and they would have to deal with me as well. But you have to just—they have a whole history, and they have hopes and dreams and fears and 
things that have fucked them up mm-hmm. to be the way that they are and like problems that you have to overcome together and then they have all their friends and their family yeah. and you just have to deal with this whole other experience yeah that's why I, that's, I think that's why people choose not to be in relationships yeah. because they're like I gotta focus on me mm-hmm. and that that's not necessarily selfish in any way it's just it's so much to take on mm-hmm. the brain of another person yeah. like it's just so it's so it's and especially dating in LA so it was one thing when I had crushes on or were involved I was involved with uh guys I went to school with because burp oh yikes that was a big one Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> beers anyway um because I kind of we already sort of had a shorthand of like friendship where I had heard things and I knew stuff but now I am dating complete like complete strangers like truly we have to start base level onward which by the way brave <laughs> to date complete strangers Yo, I it's got to tough s- it's tough i've never experienced dating a stranger because everyone i've ever dated has been someone who is known to me and i don't and i have this weird i guess if i had a hard opinion about love it's that you shouldn't date someone who is your best friend mm-hmm. you should date someone and they become close to you yeah and that's actually something i learned from someone i had a crush on in high school who was a bad person yeah. but like <laughs> he's a sociopath yeah if we're talking 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah, okay. percent I like no. I'm talking about the other sociopath you know. <laughs> no, I, there's only one. But uh, it's but I want to say that I was going to say something. Oh God, this is getting harder. Love <laughs> drunk. God damn it. Love uh, drunk. That's the point. But I was going to say about you. It was something about you specifically. Oh, it's it's that I have learned that men are not the adversary, mm-hmm. and that is something I try to like instill in your brain when something bad is happening. Yeah. I try to be like, hey, Betty didn't mean it, or like, hey. Maybe he just fell asleep. Or like, yeah. hey, he's just, maybe there's, I try to, I like, and it's not that Charlotte is my project or that I'm like trying to give her advice constantly. It's just that I. But I also it, ask for advice a lot Absolutely. Of the time. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that I try to remind her that, that a person is a whole person. Yeah. It's not. And cause that's something I've had trouble adjusting to myself. So it's not that, it's not that I'm like, Charlotte needs to realize this. It's that I, I didn't for so long yeah. and to realize that someone is a fully functioning person with literally all the same issues that I have, just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, and by the way, sometimes people are just assholes, yeah. and sometimes people make selfish decisions. But I am really big on benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. and really big on like, let's believe good until we're shown bad. Yeah. And whereas, like, which which is a cool balance for Charlotte specifically, <laughs> because Jordan is very much like. Like, if a dude does something weird, she's like, fuck that guy. Which is great support. It's, it's just great. Different. And then when I say, like, yeah, I'll, I'll be like, oh, he did this, this, and that. And then she's like, fuck that, dude. You're done. But then when I come back with it and I was like, oh, never mind. This happened. She's like, oh, my God, yay. Good. <laughs> so yeah. she's supportive no matter what. She's, yeah. ooh, I bumped the mic. Um, yeah, Jordan's ride or die for sure. Yeah. like, And uh, it's just, <laughs> I just like to be like, hey, let's just be chill. And figure out what's going on. Which makes me so angry sometimes. <laughs> but I'm never angry at you. I'm like, why you gotta tell me things I know already? Because it, it is 100% never taking the other person's side. I'm 100% always on your side. It's just mm-hmm. like, I know that there are situations in which I appreciated being given the benefit of the doubt. Because I've done some 
uh, crazy things in Aaron and I's relationship that are seem way too needy and like kind of mm-hmm. nuts. And the fact that he is still with me is a testament <laughs> to, hey, maybe she doesn't mean how crazy she's being. Or, uh-huh. hey, maybe she just really likes me. Or, like, hey, maybe she's going through something. Like, yeah. so, like, I'm a big fan of Benefit of the Doubt, but I'm also not a sucker. And I refuse yeah. to be played in such a way. So, like, I... You know, it's a really weird line to walk, but, well, like, just, Charlotte is a fully functioning human being yeah. who can make her own decisions. I know, but I, well, because I always like to get, I always like to get the general consensus, and then I'm going to do whatever I want, but mm-hmm. I like to at least, yeah, your opinion does matter to me, and, you know, it's, and, and I've, I've also learned over the course of our friendship that sometimes I have to ask you for what I need to hear, mm-hmm. which is not any discredit to you at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that sometimes... Like, I remember specifically, um, it's funny because this was a temp job I just got finished doing, but the first time around I did it, I texted you, and I kind of pulled that whole, oh, I'm just really sad this morning, and you said, I've, I've given you the advice I have, I, I, I don't really know what to tell you at this point, and mm-hmm. then I said, I just need words of comfort, mm-hmm. and then you gave me words of comfort, and then when I got home, you said, I really appreciate you telling me, like, what <laughs> you needed, yeah. because, but that's, because, you know, you, uh, I think everyone wants to believe that someone who knows us very, very well can read our minds, and sometimes they can, but, yeah. you know, sometimes you just have to be, sometimes you just have to be like, hey, I'm sad, and I want you to be nice to me or I want you to just like offer me words of comfort. And I think your words of comfort were that you, that you told me that I was very, very loved and you, Oh, Oh no, I actually do remember. You said you have like, uh, like 10 people that you could call right now and they would tell you how much they love you (laughs) and how much you mean to them. And Mm -hmm. that was something that just made me feel very, very good. Yeah. When I, yeah, when I went through my big last breakup, I, like, made a list called Lifelines, Mm -hmm. and so that's something I think about, like, not often, but when Mm -hmm. I'm, like, having a sad moment, I think, like, oh, I always have lifelines I can reach out to, like, a la, who wants to be a millionaire? (laughs) My lifeline. Uh, But, yeah, like, I, because my instinct is always advice, just because usually when I turn to someone, I am seeking advice. So, like, myself, and, like, this is something I... I think I get from my mom, because my mom is, my my mom and my dad, they're both sort of fixers in that mm-hmm. way, where they're like, how can I fix this? Or like, how can I make things better? Stop crying. How can, <laughs> I, how can I stop you from crying? Whereas sometimes someone just needs to cry. And so yeah. like, being told that it's is helpful. Me. I need to cry. I'm that person. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I love you deeply. I wish, at, you know, there are sometimes things happen in your life that you wish you had kept track of. I would love to know how many times you have actually seen me cry, because it's, Probably in the dozens at this point. It's in the dozens, but over four years of friendship, I would say doesn't it doesn't strike me as a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. I think mostly I've heard stories of you telling me that you did cry yes. rather than like seeing you cry in front of me. I think I've probably cried in front of you maybe like six times total. Yeah, and that's <laughs> it's very significant when you cry in front of me because yeah. I'm like oh. And also, you, seeing you cry makes me want to cry because you don't cry very often. Yeah, that's what that's like the the cool trump card I have with Aaron always is that anytime I'm crying, he's like wanting to cry as well. So he's very much a fixer in that way. Like, what can I do help? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's well, it's it's horrifying because I sort of I have horrifying. I have different... <laughs> oh god, it's like that's a it's like a, it's grotesque. No, 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 that's, it's it's not what I meant. It's horrifying in the sense that sometimes you come to me and I'm like, this problem is solvable, and then you start crying, and I'm like, oh my god, it's so much deeper than that. Like she needs help uh, because you don't you don't you're not an easy cry. I'm an easy cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I have different. I have cries for TV commercials that like just 
make me feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. I have cries for when the spirit moves me. I have cries for, you know, being super brokenhearted. I have cries for, like, being angry and frustrated. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I have... I have a plethora of cries. You've mm-hmm. seen all of them. You've heard all of them. Yeah. Um, but but you're a you're a tougher cry. So mm-hmm. when I see you crying, I'm like, that's fuck. We got we got shit to deal with. I wonder if I would have less anxiety if I cried more. Like I wonder if there. I think I wonder if being a tougher cry makes me hold things in a little. You more. know, that's funny because my sister and my mom are tougher cries, and I've talked to my mom before, and she said that she hates crying. She hates it, and I love crying because <laughs> because you get you get the crazy out you get <laughs> you get the emotion i'm a slut for drama and tears um no i well because i feel like when you cry you get all the feelings out and then they're out and mm-hmm. you don't have to like not that you don't have to deal with them anymore but they're not so important in your brain that they're at the forefront of everything you mm-hmm. just got to let yourself get it out and i have always been such a proponent of like tell everyone how you feel i was raised on i feel when you because statements <laughs> yes which uh, is i'm not kidding sometimes when i'm having trouble thinking about what i feel like i use that story about like charlotte has a story about her mom teaching her siblings like how to behave with each other and uh-huh. how to like speak to each other and she's like speak to each other i feel blank when you blank because blank and like that's a classic therapy move mm-hmm. but also like just from that story that's how we were raised and my my mom sat my brother and my sister down when they were fighting once and she left a note i will never fucking forget this in my entire life and i will raise my children in the same way <laughs> because we were always taught i don't have My family doesn't bicker. Like, we don't, and some, and that weirds me out when people, like, kind of, like, um, like, nitpick at each other and kind of bicker a little bit. Aaron's got kind of a yelling family where they're just, like, it doesn't, like, things that don't matter, they'll just be like, "Ah, and Aaron and I have talked about that, and I, and I think that that upsets me because I've never had that in my family. So anytime any of us were fighting, it was such a significant event in my life. But, uh, but she sat them, or she, she put two chairs in the living room and left notes on them that she said, you are going to sit down and talk to each other using I feel when you because statements. Example, I feel hurt when you fight because I raised you to be best friends. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I just, it's, my mom's genius. She's just, (laughs) she's actually a member of Menza, like, genius. Yeah. And... Not that she could Your mom be, is a formidable lady. She, yes. She, oh my gosh, like, I... Bummer that she's not going to listen to this, because yeah, we just I have know, to compliment right? her this whole time. I'll, I'll cut this, and I'll just send it to her and be like, hey, just so you know, it's not all, like, yeah. sex and drugs and rock and rock roll. And roll. <laughs> uh, those are significant parts of my life, but, um... Yeah. I'm teasing. Am I teasing? You'll never <laughs> no, know. you like rock and roll. Yeah, I do like rock and roll. <laughs> Rock and Roll Drunk with yeah. Charlotte Rose. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Rock and Roll Drunk with Charlotte Rose. <laughs> Today, my guest is, I don't know, someone from Molly Crew. I was going to say, Molly Crew is the guest. <laughs> Could you imagine? If I had Nikki Six on Love Drunk one day, I would Aaron and I are hoping to get Reba? the whole cast of Reba on, on our podcast at some point once we become established, but that's uh-huh. a whole other story. So the only problem, though, I feel with... I feel when you because statements is it has made me, I was going to say like too emotional. That's not it. But it's, I always want to tell people my feelings all the time and explain why I'm feeling the way I feel. And a mm-hmm. lot of times when you get involved with boys and then you are no longer involved with boys, they don't want to hear your feelings <laughs> about what happened. They don't want, so I feel like I always 
I feel like a lot of times my efforts are, um, or my actions are misconstrued as just because I want something to be okay doesn't mean that I'm still in love with you or like we're gonna, I want you to date me or, you know, like, or I have feel like I have feelings about the situation. That doesn't mean I have feelings for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if I do have feelings for you, it doesn't mean that I want to date you or run off into the sunset with you. And so I always try to, um, fix problems or, or make sure that I'm on good terms with people when it's not necessary and the other person is not interested in it at all. I I believe closure is a complete myth, honestly. Mm -hmm. That is like something I've always experienced. I think closure is what you give yourself. I feel like seeking it from someone else is mostly folly. Mm -hmm. Like, it's mostly just not worth the time. Like, er, people who, they break up with somebody and then a week later they meet up for closure. In my experience, that leads to worse feelings. Yeah. And, like, if there's a reason you broke up, that's the closure. I think everyone is always looking for something to magically make them feel better, and I feel like you always forget Mm -hmm. that closure isn't going to do that for you. Yeah. In any situation I've been able to sort of, like, cut and run has been the best. (laughs) Like, um, the only one I can think of is that, well, there's, I guess... With my first boyfriend ever, we had, like, classes together, so every day was, like, a new, like, oh, boy. But also, we didn't have a tumultuous relationship. We were 17. Like, it's not that big of a deal to us, at least. And uh, then my first big, well, Austin, I already said his name. I have to just keep going. Just keep going. But Austin, I swear to God, if you listen to this, please tell me. (laughs) I don't know if he will. Um, Just, like, send me a quick message, like, hey, Natalie, I know what you said. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Not anything to his discredit, we no. just, but it was a, it was a thing that happened. It was a time in your life. Yeah. I think I'm being very positive overall, mm. but, uh, I think it, he's happy where he is. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, but yeah, so he was in the same theater department I was, so I would see him, like, every day, and, like, it was so <laughs> awkward. I remember once he was standing with a girl who I'm pretty sure he dated after me. He was standing with her in the middle of, like, the courtyard between the school and, like, another building, and I was, like, walking, like, there was no reason for me to not cut through straight through that courtyard and I like went around and it was so weird and I pretended to have a phone call like it was a mess and I just didn't know what to do I was so embarrassed like for no reason like I shouldn't have been embarrassed I was living my own life but like it was such a mess (laughs) and so like closure to me is something that happens over time and space like Mm -hmm. I'm I think after a relationship ends you got to have space, which, I mean, I guess the benefit of dating people you don't know very well and people who aren't in your circle is that you don't really have to see those people. Exactly. I do definitely get a little paranoid every time I go out, especially um, Bumble Boy lived in North Hollywood, and so I get nervous when I go out in North Hollywood. Can I tell you something crazy? Yes. Tell me, please. I was literally advised by two people not to tell you this. <sighs> Bumble Boy and his whole band were at the Jukebox Lagos concert. <laughs> he walked in and I went, oh my god. And I elbowed him in the back as I passed him. And he went, oh, and I go, sorry. And I kept walking. So I did you a solid. <laughs> oh my god. I was advised by both Jordan and Aaron never to tell you that. And I'm glad that you're laughing because I was really nervous and I couldn't live without telling you. <laughs> It would have come out eventually, whether today or on my wedding night. Um, <laughs> so basically, for those listening, I, I 
saw someone I recognize only from photos in real life, which is very me, by the way. <laughs> I have a photographic memory for faces. And- um, you looked up Bumble Boy. The first when I first saw him on Bumble, I was like, This guy's cute. Natalie, do your magic because Natalie can find anyone anywhere yeah. at any time. Yeah. She just finds their whole internet history. I'm a somehow. complete monster, and yeah. people only a great cool. best friend to have. Yes. personally. Uh, yeah. I'm. There's like a, a a meme that's like, like Obama in an FBI hat, where it's like, look up who this person is, and it's like on it. I tag funny. you in every single one that it's like, oh, I only have his first name <laughs> and his like whatever, and you're like on it, and that's <laughs> that's you because you find you found out so much information. It's very much me. But yeah, yeah, so I wanted to tell you, and I think the re- that's the reason I asked earlier how you were feeling about it, because I was like, I really <gasps> want to tell her today. Um, Jordan would be so mad at me, don't tell her I told you until she listens to this, <laughs> if she ever does. Um, but, because I know you're fine, and I know, and I thought that that would bring you, like, hilarious chagrin, that's rather than... hilarious. Rather no, than, I think it's very funny. Well, because yeah. I didn't go... But I did elbow him in the back, I'm, in the spine. Thank you. <laughs> So, I appreciate that. I was going to spill my drink on him, but I was like, no, I want this drink. <laughs> I didn't have a cheap enough drink to spill it on him. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Because I didn't, I can't remember why I didn't go. Oh, I had, was I, I had early background the next morning, I think. Plus, it sold out by the time you could have bought tickets, I think, because okay. you were not intending to go. Well, yeah, because that was, because I, I didn't know what was in my future, and I didn't want to plan that far ahead. No. I am very glad, because I always, yeah, no, I was always a little worried that I'd run into him somewhere. It didn't matter. That was like in Silver Lake, too. But I, just, I also, bleh. But yeah. So I knew it wouldn't be a big deal. That's so. fucking hilarious. I'm yeah. so glad you told me. Yeah. Especially on the pod. On the pod. I wanted to have a big reveal for you. Oh my gosh. And that's so funny. TLDR, I saw a person Charlotte dated in real life. And that's not actually that big of a deal. And you elbowed him in the back. Uh, That's ride or die, my friends. That is ride or die. Um, Yeah, because I thought it was really funny because I I write down my code names. And uh, I just happened... Actually, was was I telling us? I don't know. I said something about... Oh, because all of my names... All of my code names are actual names, except for Child Bride and Bumble Boy. Mm-hmm. And I just mentioned that. And Natalie said, how are you feeling about the whole uh, Bumble Boy thing? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. But what did you say? You were like, you're you're over it in a bitter way. <laughs> which is, which yeah, is me, yeah. Which is, was me up until, like, I would say a couple months ago about, like, my big first relationship. I think I was still bitter and kind of, like, about it. But now I, I'm just like, whatever. It's very easy to be like, what was the point of that whole thing? Yeah. That's, That's so funny. You saw him in person, though. That was, that was it. That was him. I don't know if this helps, but he's not that cute. <laughs> He was, okay, but he He's not ugly, but he's not... He's not ugly, but he also surrounds himself by people who are, agree or disagree, he surrounds himself by people who are no one long. He looks cuter by comparison. That's a great strategy. Uh Uh-huh. Which sucks, because I surround myself with only beautiful people. Um, I've, I've talked to people about this before, where it's sort of like, beautiful people kind of associate with other beautiful people. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And everyone is beautiful, um, of course. Yeah. Everyone is beautiful in their own um, way, but also I have hot friends. So. <laughs> well, I was also, so I, our, our good friend Shannon Cloud and I were talking about this, where it's funny because talking about Bumble, Bumble boy, uh, usually if, um, if a guy has a picture and it's his first picture and it's 
like a hotter guy and then a less hot guy, the profile probably belongs to the less hot guy. And so we were talking about how interesting it is because it seems like the dynamic with guys is to post pictures with their friends and then it's like, oh, if there's a hot dude, they'll look at the profile. But with girls, it's like, I can't have anyone like prettier than me or like I can't have a, not not that, but like you can't have a group shot of like, six hot girls and then like yeah. you because well, that explains why i'm not in any of your bumble pictures you are in my bumble picture no mm-hmm. she thinks i'm ugly yep no we're revealing it on the pot apparently yeah no uh sometimes you no just i think we no because we have but it's but it, i i would post a picture with you but i wouldn't post a picture with like me and then like five of my hottest friends <laughs> but boys do that all the time. Yeah, it's like a group so photo stupid. of like six dudes, and it's like one of them has to. I don't know. Yeah, I've never actually. It's like a it's like a bait and switch mm-hmm. where it's like here's all the hot guys, and then it's me. Yeah, I got a great then, personality. But now I know. And but when we were doing our friend uh, Ross's profile, mm-hmm. when we were helping him with that, mm. there was a picture that I picked, and he's like, "Oh, I don't really like like that picture too much." And I was like, "This this." I was also a few beers in when I was talking to him <laughs> about this, but I said. No, I'm sure the person you're with is, like, very sweet and funny and great. You are more attractive than him, so we're gonna just cut this, and we're gonna, like, put it later on in the photos <laughs> yeah. to, like, make you look better. Yeah. Um, but boys don't think that way. Boys, boys don't think like, that way. Yeah. Yeah. They really should. Mm-hmm. They really should see how Boys gotta strategize it. more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got uh, I got a question for you. What's your favorite love song and your favorite breakup song? Uh, ooh. Can I take a moment and pull up? Oh, no, my phone's dead. <gasps> I think. Your phone died? I know. Classic. Me. Classic Natalie. Natalie's phone is always dead. Because I, I see that it's got 5% left, and I'm like, that's enough time, and <laughs> I don't charge it. Um, favorite love song is... Honestly, recently, I've been really feeling the song This Magic Moment... Like, Aww. the classic. Because and because I love the original, but I also love the Lake Street Dive cover of it. Because mm-hmm. the line, the li- there's a line in it that's like, it's like, everything I want I have whenever I hold you tight. And that Aww. just is the most romantic thing I've ever heard. It's just like, everything I could ever want is with you in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what I feel when I look mm-hmm. into Aaron's stupid eyes. His stupid dumb eyes. His stupid dumb brown eyes. Um... I was actually in my head thinking, like, what color are Aaron's eyes? I live with him, and I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's, yeah, he's got really pretty brown eyes. Um, and, yeah, I've never, I mean, I have blue eyes. I'm told beautiful blue eyes. <sighs> They're beautiful. Thank you. They're uh, and beautiful. Thank you very much. But I'm more of a brown eyes girl myself in terms of choice. Really? Yeah. But I'm, I like, I mean, Aaron is so hilariously my type, that, and it's, it, it's, I'm happy that it's worked out so well, yeah. because Aaron is very much, like, tall, lanky, brown-haired boys, like, with dark eyes. But a breakup song, my favorite breakup song, that's, like, a whole... It's not necessarily your favorite, but the one that brings you comfort. The one that brings me comfort, I listen to Work This Body by Walk the Moon, <laughs> Perhaps a hundred times after my last breakup. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my god. That song was the only thing that got... That song, like, got me through. It was, like, the first song on my... What was it called? What's the playlist called? I, like, had a playlist. Mine was... My last breakup playlist was Shambles 2K15. <laughs> um, my, I didn't make playlists after that. It was called... Oh, my playlist was just called Yeah! And had a bunch of H's. Like, it was just like, Yeah! 
And it just had a bunch of, like, get back at it, Natalie songs. It was, like, that that song, a lot of Small Pool songs, a lot of Jukebox the Ghost. Um, but, yeah, Work This Body definitely was my, like, get up every day and go at it yeah, kind of song. That's so, good. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I, I did make, my last, like, major heartbreak, I guess, was, um, well, actually, I mean, Bumble Boy, man. You don't uh, have to qualify. This is why I keep Natalie around, because she does things like this. She just <laughs> says, she gives me advice, like, in the moment. Uh, uh-huh. There was this other guy. So after Bumble Boy, I was dating around. And I'm very big on, like, definitions and stuff, and mm. I never want to overstep. And I've mentioned this before. A lot of my uh, relationship insecurities come from people saying, this isn't what you thought it was. You know? And so I- mm. I'm always very, very careful about defining certain mm. things. So, um... <laughs> I went on a couple dates with this guy, and I was talking to him for, you know, a couple weeks, and uh, I think we were having a conversation with someone else, and I brought it up, and of course, Natalie knew everything, and so I said, uh, yeah, this guy I went on some dates with, and Nat just turns to me and goes, you can say you dated him, <laughs> and I looked and was like, what? She's like, you can you can say that, and I go, oh, so this guy I dated? Yeah, <laughs> and, it's true, yeah, yeah, it's true, your life is defined by only you, so yeah, like, that's very true. you're allowed to say whatever you want. Like, I um, could say like, Aaron and I have been together for three years, and if I wanted to, I could be like, yeah, I'm dating this guy, which is true, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's true, but like, that could, that could be my definition, like, <laughs> like, it's, I think, I think it's only, it's up to only you to decide what you experience. Yeah, well, it's funny, because I'm so very affected by that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I was uh, I was hanging out with a friend after I ended things with Bumble Boy, and, like, I was sad about it. We only dated for about a month, but I really liked him, and, um, and we were in a car, and he was like, well, I know you've been sad lately. Is it just because you ended things with Bumble Boy? Because that wasn't that serious, and I wanted to throw myself out of the car, like, immediately, just like, oh my god, everyone thinks I'm stupid for feeling emotions. Mm. Um, but that's just me. So, you know, uh, that's why I keep Natalie around, to be like, hey, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you like... You can do things. You have only your lived experience, that's so, like, true. to be like... it, to, it Like, I, what is... There's, like, a saying, it's like, comparison is the death of something, mm-hmm. or, like, you just, you shouldn't compare your experience to someone else's experience, because, like, we have friends who date more frequently, mm-hmm. and so their their experiences vary in seriousness, whereas you have, we have friends who have, like, dated one person their entire mm-hmm. lives, and so yeah. that is so serious to them, and so it's, I think it's so personal, and yeah. it's, like, you shouldn't, first of all, friends shouldn't judge you, but also, like, you shouldn't feel judged by yeah. the things friends say like that, right. because, like, it's not helpful. Because they don't know. Yeah, they, they don't know. know. And, I, and I would never discredit the person who said this, or I would never be angry at them for saying this. It was more of me being like, oh, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, which I, I gotta work on. That's a thing I gotta work on. Yeah, for sure. And, like, it is... And it's not their fault for saying things like that, no. because, like, they're just trying to help. And, like, I, everyone has, again, me again with... Everyone has good intentions. But, like, it... You know, like, I had... A relationship with someone for in like at the end of my high school career for like I'm not kidding like we dated for like a month and a half it was important to me and meant a lot to me and it affected me for like a year afterwards yeah. even, well, no matter how brief it was and I think that that like Bumble Boy is so important to me in a way because he was the first LA person that I ever dated mm-hmm. um t- first total stranger that I had ever been involved with we went on a date and then like we were seeing each other. And that's also, I'm not, like, a casual dater. I'm kind mm. of like, I have feelings for you, and um, I like you, you like me, we should kiss, only each other. Yes, exactly! Yeah, exactly. That's how I, I mean, like, that's how I am. I tried to do casual for, like, two months in my whole life, and I was, like, 
I was dating one person, sort of, and, like, somebody else had feelings for me, and then I also liked someone else, mm-hmm. and so it was very, like... It was so, too much going on. It's too much going on. And I know that I'm not a person who can date casually. I just, I like, have, I've sort of always known that about myself, but that was proven by like a brief time in my life where I tried to. Yeah. And with me, it was more of, it's not necessarily that I looked at it and Bumble Boy and I obviously men on Bumble. Um, but it wasn't, and I still had my Bumble. I never deleted it. I never, mm-hmm. burp, excuse me. <laughs> I never, again. <laughs> I still had Bumble. I never deleted it, but it was when I was seeing him, I wasn't really interested in talking to anyone else. Um, and so, you know, if someone had come up to me, if, if, if I had met someone through work or if, you know, someone had come to me at a bar or something like that, I was really interested, then yeah, I don't think that would have stopped me. But I, I didn't really want to go seeking anybody because I was interested in this person and I wanted to put focus on them. And mm-hmm. then I found out that they were didn't feel the same way and uh they were you know whatever but it's almost unfathomable to me how someone can like manage several relationships at once not even in a cheaty way just sort of like i'm dating multiple people it's like what how it takes me so much energy to focus on one person (laughs) how can you possibly do it on one and that's and i realize it's because they're not giving their full attention Mm -hmm. to anybody so like i think I mean, like, it might be harder to get to and a longer slog to get to the right person, but, mm-hmm. like, once you find someone you want to put your full attention to, that's so important. And yeah. it's so, and it's, it's so worth it to, like, put all of your attention into one person because, like, I saw Lady Bird again today and she was, like, she, uh, they were talking, uh, the, the nun who speaks to her towards the end of the movie who's, like, love and attention, aren't they the same thing? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, yes! Yeah! And that's why I ended our relationship because I was, like, I'm not getting not getting enough which by the way smart and brave <laughs> like just good it's yeah. just it's just good to ask to ask for what you want realize what you want and go out and get it i think lily said it best where she was like uh our friend lily stafford she realized she's talking about how she realized that she is not someone who can date casually so she's not gonna lie to herself anymore but that that was the day i ended things with bumble boy she mm-hmm. told us that because I said so, I fed y'all some bullshit about oh well I was I was fine with not knowing but and she goes no you weren't <laughs> so stop pretending that you want you don't want a relationship when that's what you want mm-hmm. you shouldn't waste your time with that yeah because she's brilliant so she's smart hey, cheers cheers to Lily far away from the mic but, uh, <laughs> but yeah and um, going back to what I originally said. Um, just because I feel like it is important. So my last big heartbreak that I made a Spotify playlist for, <laughs> it was called Shambles 2K15, and it was all these sad songs that I would listen to because I was shambly. Shambles was a phrase cultivated by you and Kevin, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, so it stemmed from My Life is in Shambles. And, uh, which has never truly been true, but that's, that's the thing about shambles is that you say my life is in shambles, but you don't actually mean your whole life. (laughs) It's when the rest of your life is going fine. (laughs) But this one thing, like the person you like, doesn't like you back or you're heartbroken over this dumb boy, you have shambles, you're shambly. Mm -hmm. And so Kevin and I started using that as a phrase of like, how are you? Like, I'm in shambles. My life is in shambles. But it wasn't actually in shambles. It it just, everything was fine, except I was sad about this one person. And it stinks that that can kind of permeate your whole life. And mm-hmm. that can kind of, not ruin your life, but, you know, put a, put a negative 
spin on everything. Mm -hmm. If everything is going super, super well, but you're brokenhearted, you're shambly. You're shambles. That's that's what it was. So so in our friend group, shambles is uh, <laughs> it's very specific to love nonsense, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I made a playlist, shambles two K fifteen, and uh, that was I was in therapy at the time, and I told my therapist about shambles two K fifteen. And she said, you need to make a playlist about getting over it songs. You don't need to dwell in that. Because I, I mentioned this before, but my therapist at that time was also like a certified like life coach. So she was like, your assignment this week is to make a playlist of all the getting over you songs and all the I'm better off without you songs. And, and she gave me even a couple examples. And so now I have Chalk It Up, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it was sort of a joke between us of like, hey, on to the next one. Chalk it up. It's done. It's over. Put yeah. it on the put it on the list. We're chalk it up to whatever, and now we're moving on. Yeah. And so now I have chalk it up, which I haven't listened to Shambles Two K Fifteen. Sometimes if I'm in a certain mood, I'll like go back and be like, "How was I feeling at this time?" Because I'm also very nostalgic. But yeah. um, even for Heartbreak, which is weird. Oh no! I was listening. Literally, Aaron and I were driving home from seeing the movie today, and I pulled up Twenty Fourteen Natalie, which is like a playlist I have from that time, and I was like. Hmm. And I like went through some songs, and he's like, "This is a weird song." I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> yeah. This is my song." Um, and side note, pro therapy. Me personally, and also I feel this podcast is pro therapy. Yeah. Um, I would say I and just say I went into like a six week therapy session after my last breakup. So mm-hmm. I just I think it's important, and I think that people shouldn't minimize their issues. No, and they should always seek I'm, help when they I'm, need it, and like. Just so you know, you, <laughs> you're never a burden, and I feel like you think you are when you, when you, like, express yourself emotionally. I feel like you think you might be some sort of burden on your friends. If you were a burden, we'd get up and leave the room. <laughs> like, we wouldn't just sit there and listen to you to patronize you. We'd be like, Charlotte, can't handle this right now. See you later. Like, we're here. We're in. It's like a contract we signed <laughs> when we were, like, <laughs> when we, <laughs> when we met you and became friends with you. It's like, Charlotte needs this and this is something I'm willing to provide sometimes I do feel like a burden admittedly but um because it's because you say these things like we wouldn't uh we wouldn't uh we would leave the room but also you know I can't handle that so would you really (laughs) um I'm trying to think of any situation in my life where I've been like I can't handle what Charlotte's throwing me right now and that's when I was puking in the alley Edward was I House? there? I was not... I, you weren't in the alley, but afterwards you were like, you said something. Not like, oh, we can handle you, but it's... You said something about you... I don't know what you said. If anything, it was, I don't know what you need right mm-hmm. now. I want to provide what you need. Like, Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, like, that makes it, sense. it is... It is... I think anything that I've ever experienced with you that has been like, I don't know how to help you, it's been like, please tell me how to help you. Like, it's it's never been like, I don't want to help you. <laughs> also, Natalie's been ride or die. Uh, there was the boy who had recently crushed my heart at that point. I was trying to be diplomatic and trying to feel feelings and trying to, you know, be mm-hmm. Julian. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Uh, but I was like, we can invite him to the parties because we're all adults here. And you and Jordan had to be like, no, we're not inviting him to the party anymore. And it's funny, bringing back what you said about Bumble Boy at the show that you didn't tell me about. Um, you don't remember, I don't think you remember this because I brought it 
I brought it up recently, and you were like, I don't have any recollection. But Julian was going to come to my birthday party, and it was, like, my 23rd birthday, and I didn't realize that, like, two days before, or the day before my party, you had been talking to our friend Madri, and you had been plotting and scheming because one of our friends was trying to bring Julian to the party, and you two were talking about it, and you were like, she said I should tell him no, right? And you were like, yes, tell him no. It will not be okay if he shows up to this party. Yeah. And you plotted that whole thing over two days and then had decided not to tell me. And then after my birthday party, like a couple days later, you were like, oh, by the way, like Julian wanted to come to your party, but we made sure it didn't. Or, no, 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 it wasn't that he wanted to come, but he was someone there. someone wanted to bring him to the party. And then they were like, is that going to be okay or not? Nah? And then mm. you were like, no, no, no. And then they also, went to a different party. Like... I don't understand. If you dated someone and it didn't go swimmingly, why would you go to their party? Because we have the best parties. It's true, but why? But also, honestly, you shouldn't have gotten involved with someone in the party house. That was your mistake. (laughs) But that's a party foul. That's a party foul. Don't get involved with someone who Uh, has the party house. The brief fleeting moment that we had the party house. Mm. I think about that all. Ugh, whatever. I love Stressful. it. Did you know, people, you didn't like it. I loved it. I personally. think it's great that you and Jordan had such an amazing time having the party house. I felt anxiety over it. And I feel anxiety for pretty much any party I ever host, which is a me thing. It's mm-hmm. not like parties are bad. It's just like, me personally, I have I have my own issues with like inviting people into my home. Do you have more questions? Yes. Want to hit. I'm yes, very yes, soft yes. now. Good. I don't know if it's amazing. Um, wait, do you want to curse someone? Um, or no, you can say no if you don't. You already kind of gave a wild love opinion, and that's the other option. What was my wild love opinion? Um, that you don't have that soulmates don't exist. Yeah. Um, there's no one I want to curse. It doesn't actually have to be like a legit curse. You can just say a thing that we never want anyone to die. I mean, I can bring up the one. The one not real curse that we had, but which there was a person, and we, you and I, or I actually said, I was like, Oh, it's too bad that person died in a fire. (laughs) And then I realized that I didn't want to put that out into the universe, Mm -hmm. and so I said, It's too bad he lost his penis in that fire. (laughs) So, you know, he could still be alive and it could still be a thing. And so, anytime we were frustrated or irritated, we'd be like, Well, he lost his penis in that fire, so you know, it's fine. It's true. So we've had our own versions of curses mm-hmm. in the past. Um, there's no one in my present life I want to curse on my own behalf. There's okay. like my f- people who've wronged people close to me. Do I'd it. like to curse. Curse them. Um, I want to curse someone that Jordan recently dated who is being an asshole right okay. now. Tell okay, tell them what you want to tell them. I would like, listen up, man. Mm-hmm. I would like to tell you you're missing out. On a great human being. And big time. Big time. Big time. Do you know? You could have had it all. <laughs> and Rolling yet, in the deep. And yet, you pull this shit. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, I just uh-uh. want to curse him and let him know that he'll never have true happiness. And exactly. I wish he never does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a curse on someone else's behalf. Which makes Good. sense. That's fine. You yeah. can do that. You okay. can do that. Yeah, cool. so no personal curses. I wish... Everyone who's ever come into contact with me romantically, the best. Uh huh. But with uh, the guy that we're cursing right now, mm-hmm. I feel I hope that the the earth spirits move him 
in a way, but he knows that he was cursed tonight. Yeah, I hope he wakes up in a hot sweat. Just yeah. like, oh my god. Just with so much anxiety, just like, where is this coming from? <laughs> it's me. Uh-huh. It's us. We did it. Mm-hmm. Natalie Patton. Mm-hmm. What does love feel like? What does love feel like? What, does what love a great feel question. Like? Who thought of this question? I don't know. It was me. Uh, but Ooh, I, I had forgotten until you just said that, that it was you who thought of this question. Charlotte was going to ask something about, like, something something nebulous about love, but I was like, ta- ask, ask them what love feels like. Mm-hmm. And now here I am struggling to answer the question. Um, yeah. I would say love, it feels like it's like arriving at a conclusion that you have searched for for a long time. I would say, like, it's like, it's like, oh, right. Or it's like, it's like finding something you already knew. It's like remembering something you already knew. Wow. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Yeah, it's like, like, I, because I experience it, like, a couple times a week, and I'm really, I'm really, really lucky, and I know mm-hmm. that. But, like, there's, like, today, like, Aaron and I have this special thing where we, it's not special, it's just, like, this thing we do where we go to movies, and when the previews play, we, like, have, we, like, without saying anything, we just throw, like, a thumbs up, or, like, <laughs> thumbs middle, or thumbs down at the previews, and this preview for a movie played, and we both were, like, Ugh. and so we did, like, thumbs down, and I just look at him, and I was, like, oh, like, this is exactly what love is, and, like, okay. and so... Yeah, I guess my best description of love is it feels like something you knew, but you're just remembering it now for the first time in a long time. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and like obviously there's like tingles, like, like this. <laughs> no, no, but you don't have to justify it. Yeah. If that's how you think that love feels, then that's how love feels. Yeah, I think so. What did Chance say? I never got to that part of the podcast. <laughs> uh, Chance said he was a very visual person, so it was like. Uh, it was like lights, and he also described that uh, he didn't get a lot of sleep this one weekend that he was seeing this girl, and he was like, when I saw her, I didn't know what tired was. Oh, that's good, Yeah, no, it was sweet. But that's, and we brought that up in the last podcast, was every person I bring on is going to describe it in a different way, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the beauty of it, and I haven't experienced it before, so I'm going to hear all of these great things, mm-hmm. and then one day I'll experience it myself, and I'll probably say something totally different. I think that everyone experiences love in different ways and that's why I love hearing about it because it's so unique to every person that's yeah. what it feeds me yeah I'm like oh yeah honestly four beers in surprised I was so eloquent yeah about it. <laughs> you were you were really great um four beers in we did it mm. high five away from the mic boom all right a um, little boop a little boop <laughs> so if you wanna um promo anything go ahead and promo uh, yourself my full name is Natalie Patton. I'm going to release an EP in... I don't know when this podcast is specifically coming out, but hopefully I'll have an EP out by March. Woo! Maybe. I don't know what it's going to be called. It's going to have five songs. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at, at NatPatSees and Twitter at NatPatSays. Get it? <laughs> It's so good. It's good. I'm told that branding needs to be the yeah. same across platforms, but... Well, I don't. So my Instagram is at Rose and my Twitter is at Rose because Rose was taken. So oh. I have the same problem. Okay. <laughs> Follow oh. me at Rose on Instagram and at Rose on Twitter. True. Um, my But yeah, so that's pretty much what I got going on right now. Otherwise... 
work at a doctor's office. Come see Ooh, me there. <laughs> yeah, come come get your shit checked out. <laughs> I did. It was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, it has been a pleasure, Charlotte. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, follow Love Drunk at at Love Drunk Pod on Instagram and at Love Drunk Pod on Twitter. You have a Reba podcast coming out soon in yes. the next in the next couple months. Yes. Um, follow on Twitter at Reba Podcast. I'm incredibly surprised that that was not taken. I don't know why it would have been, but uh, it'll come out soon. We're going to go through all the episodes of Reba, the television show featuring America's Sweetheart, Reba McIntyre. I really don't even like Reba, and I'm still going to listen to it, so every, <laughs> like, you don't have an excuse if you're not going to listen to it, honestly. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for being here. I know you live next door to me, but, uh, next door isn't, like, literally the next room in this apartment, but (laughs) I still appreciate you being here all the same. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. Oh, love you.